This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. This show is brought to you by Pet King Brands, the makers of Zymox and Oratine. It's Obehave with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the All-Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. For today's show, the theme is Her Power. That's right. Never underestimate the healing, soothing power of our feline friends. And our two special guests today, they're going to spotlight some marvelous cats who are upping the quality of life for humans. Please welcome to our show, Dr. Annie Valeska. She's an animal behaviorist at Perina. And Maura Smith, she's a team evaluator and cat handler at Pet Partners. Hey, ladies, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having us. All right. Listeners, get ready to dive in to discover how therapy cats, yes, therapy cats, are working their magic to perfection on all levels for all types of people. But we got to take this commercial break. So sit, purr, we'll be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. Oh, behave, we'll be right back. Hey, pet pals, Arden Moore here. Itch, scratch, rub, chew, repeat. Does that sound like what's happening to your pet? Help is here. Zymox skin and ear care products can help calm and soothe your pet's angry skin or red infected ears. For over 20 years, Zymox products have been helping pets find relief for these conditions. For that itchy pet, Zymox Shampoo and Levine Conditioner combines a special blend of ingredients that moisturize, hydrate, and provide oh, soothing relief. For those hard-to-treat areas like body folds or the paws, easy-to-use Zymox topical cream and spray are great options. And for those nasty ears, Zymox Ear Solution is amazing. And you don't even have to pre-clean the painful ear. No pre-cleaning? Hooray! All Zymox skin and ear products get their effectiveness from enzymes. Zymox contains no antibiotics and no petroleum byproducts, just the soothing power of enzymes. Zymox can be found at your veterinary clinic, most specialty stores for pets, and online. And you can save 20% off any Zymox or Oratine products on Zymox.com. Just enter the code ARDEN20 at checkout. That's ARDEN20. Visit Zymox.com. That's Z-Y-M-O-X.com. Pause up. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. 
Obehave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Our special guests today are here to share about a much-needed type of cat, a feline ambassador, if you will. We're talking about certified therapy cats. And here with all the details are my special guests. We have Maura Smith. She's a team evaluator and a veteran cat handler at Pet Partners. And we also have Dr. Annie Valeska. She's an animal behaviorist at Perina. So we're going to get started, ladies. Let's go with you first, Maura. Maura for 200, not 200 cats, just a fun play on Aww. Jeopardy. Darn it. Yes. <laughs> so tell people, people seem to know a lot about the therapy dogs in the world, uh, but I think there's a rising trend now. Tell us about pet partners and the role that therapy cats are now gaining in need, I guess. Right. So one of the hallmarks of the Pet Partners Therapy Animal Program is that we register several other non-canine species, and one of those is cats. We currently have about 200 volunteer cat teams registered across the country. That's and cool. with the help of this wonderful partnership with Purina, we're hoping to raise that number yeah. because a lot of people simply, they love their cats, but they might not realize that there are cats who can fulfill this role out in their community as well. Yeah. And how about you, Dr. Annie? How does Perina, which does a lot of things, years ago, I was actually a part of your team that helped build five half a million dream dog parks all over the country. Woof. So tell us how Perina sees the value of partnering with pet partners, which is going to be a lot of partners in the words today, guys, if you haven't figured that out yet. Okay. Yeah. So Purina, of course, believes that pets and people are better together. And Cat Chow specifically really saw an opportunity to bring some more cats to people that need them. So the last month, for example, in honor of Mental Health Awareness Month, Cat Chow teamed up with Pet Partners and the Institute on Aging, which is a nonprofit that's dedicated to enhancing the quality of life for aging adults. And we really wanted to bring those therapy cats to those senior adults. And in this case, we were doing it virtually. Well, isn't that cool? I mean, welcome to Zoom land, right? <laughs> because nowadays, you don't necessarily have to be there in, pardon the pun, in person to be able to do some good. Maura, you have an amazing cat, Wayne. Tell everybody about Wayne. He's a ginger boy, like my yes. ginger cat, Casey. So my lovely Wayne, he was a, an adopted shelter cat. We joined Pet Partners in 2012, and we volunteered at a nursing home in Queens for about three years. And then he kind of told me that he wanted to retire. So he took on the job of kind of a foster mentor. So when we foster cats, he's kind of the chill guy that lets them know that everything's oh, nice. a-okay. And you know, because I have always had therapy pets my whole life. I've had, I think I'm on, uh, let's see, it started with a corgi named Jazz, then a husky mix named Chipper, a gray and white cat named Zeke. Now it's a terrier mix named Kona, and my orange tabby, Casey. And guess what? We're trying to get our next dog, a little nine pounder named Emma Gemma. Uh, she just got her CGC, canine good citizen. So I am totally on board on the value that therapy cats and all kinds of pets can play. So Dr. Annie, I mean, from a behavior standpoint, 
nursing homes, schools. I know that there's a rise in uh, police departments having like therapy-like pets, canine units that, to help people. Tell us from your perspective, what cats bring to the table when it comes to making us two-leggers feel better? Absolutely. And there is just starting to be a body of work built where we're getting actual data to kind of support what I think all pet owners already knew, which is that pets and including cats can really bring some healing to people. Yeah. Studies have found that it can boost, the pets can boost our mental health. They can decrease our feelings of loneliness and they can also enhance our sense of well being. And I think the reason that Cat Chow partnered with Pet Partners and the Institute on Aging is because I think for seniors, especially, and during the pandemic in particular, they're more likely to experience that isolation and loneliness. So Cat Chow was really able to help bring those therapy cat visits to them and go through all those things I just talked about, boosting their well-being and, and really making them feel less lonely and, and more connected. That sounds great. I know I, I have a little chart I keep with me and I always talk about the different chemicals that are released in our bodies, the good ones and the uh-ohs. And I think kitties are good about the uh, cuddle hormone oxytocin, right? Absolutely. Yes. Yay. It sounded smart for a moment. <laughs> Maura, how did you get involved with Pet Partners and give people a little 411? It's a great program. It's been around a long time. It's a national leader in uh, therapy programs. Right. So we are located all across the country in all 50 states. And we encourage anyone who wants to get involved to check out our website, petpartners.org. That makes it um, easy. Yes. The The first step in the process is telling us about your animal, and then you are going to have to take a handler course. Because the key to our program is educating the human end of the leash. Okay. So, once so you take, yeah. yeah. So let's go into that because I just finished taking the training course to be a canine good citizen, not me, my little dog. And there's 10 steps that they a dog must pass before they can even go into a, a reputable pet therapy program such as Pet Partners. And you still have to be shadowed by people and things like that. Can you tell us the difference? Because when I went through things with Casey, my safety cat, my ginger boy, it's a little different in the requirements for a cat versus a dog. Can you help us with that distinction? Right. So people who are just kind of getting into this, uh, a couple of things they need to keep in mind, in particular with their cats, is that they are going to have to be leash and harness trained. Mm -hmm. So if you've got a new cat, you should start working on that. And Arden, you can probably give us tips, but you know, make it slow, make it positive. And then also they are going to be transported outside your home. So you need a kitty who is okay with traveling. No, no agoraphobic kitties allowed, right? Right, right. Well, yeah, that's important. I now Casey loves his when he gets his harness on and his leash and I actually bring him in on a pet stroller. He wears a cowboy hat because we're in Texas. And <laughs> I think they know that it's time, right? Absolutely. Showtime, right. Yeah. So that's number one. That's a really good tip. What are other things that distinguish cat therapy versus dog therapy? Right. So of course your, your cat has to be super friendly. It has to be really interested in interacting with people. And that includes strangers. So people outside of your family, that's kind of the, the key trait of a good yeah. therapy animal. They don't have to do the same obedience skills as dogs. Of course. I could just see them at a dog obedience class going, yeah, yeah. You dog, um, you've got to watch for that distraction. Sit still. You know, <laughs> let the stranger pet you. <laughs> I think there's cat jokes going on. Yeah. I'm having a little fun, but yeah, I do like the fact that you're distinguishing that they're two species. Yes. They have very different needs. And Dr. Annie, because of that, 
what is something a superpower if you will that a, maybe a therapy cat can bring that maybe a therapy dog can't i'm not making this a dog versus cat thing but when i have brought in kona my therapy dog and casey my therapy cat to places like memory it seems to light people up in in different ways but you're the behavior so what is the cool thing about a cat being coming to see you in a therapeutic role well, I think, and this is you know, really my opinion, unfortunately, there hasn't been any studies done but on this. But she's probably going to be authoring some soon, ladies and gents, so <laughs> come on. Um, no pressure, Dr. Annie. I think that one thing that cats bring is just kind of a, a calmer energy compared to a lot of dogs. And I think another really special thing about interacting with a cat is that cats do have this reputation for being a bit more independent, a bit more discerning and who they want to socialize with. And so I think when you are visiting with a cat who is enjoying being pet by you and, you know, showing you that attention, there is this feeling that, okay, I must be pretty special if, if this cat is choosing to let me in his face and, you know, wants affection for me. So I think those are, those are two things that cats can bring to the table in a really special way compared to dogs. Yeah, I used to think that, uh, you know, people say, oh, my dog loves me. And they say it like, no problem. And then you might hear them say, and I think my cat loves me too. So I, there is something, don't you believe that a cat who likes you is kind of like off the charts? Absolutely. Well, Maura and I met right before COVID. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> in Virginia at a wonderful conference and pun is intended. It's called the Academy. And we met and my cat Casey was there. We were giving pet first aid training and some talks. So Maura, when you met Casey, did you think, yep, he's a therapy boy? Oh, absolutely. The environment that we were in was most cats. It would have been complete meltdown city. And he was like, yep, I'm here with my mom. Hi, everybody. Talk to the paw. Yeah. There is things we can do to help our kittens and maybe young cats get maybe into the therapy cat role. We're going to find out more about this after we take this quick commercial break. So everybody sit and purr. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Teva Pet knows there's a lot in your life that you worry about. We want to make sure your pet's flea and tick protection isn't one of them. Teva Pet offers vet quality flea and tick protection that has the same active ingredients as leading brands like Canine Advantix 2 and Frontline Plus, but that cost much less, which means you can give your pet total flea protection worry-free. Teva Pet, helping you and your pet live your best life. Online at TevraPet.com. That's T-E-V-R-A Pet.com. Pause up, pet pals. Arden Moore here to talk about the importance of keeping your cats and dogs hydrated. Yes, clean water is great, but not all pets, especially cats, will lap up enough water every day from the bowl. Or maybe your dog is thirsty after a long walk. That's why I'm a big fan of two new isotonic drinks called Kitty Raid and Doggy Raid. And there is a great meal topper to enhance kibble called Yummy Raid. They all contain electrolytes and amino acids plus prebiotics. And they're all veterinary approved. Nice, right? Now, my furry Brady Bunch love them. Find out where you can get your paws on these healthy, hydrating drinks and gravy-like meal topper by visiting DoggyRaid.com. That's D-O-G-G-Y-R-A-D-E.com. Drink up, pets. 
Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, this is Lily Tomlin, and I invite you to listen to The Old Behave Show with Arden Moore on Pet Life Radio. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper, and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Obehave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We're talking about therapy. We all need it. And wouldn't you like to have a perfect partner to help you feel better about yourself? Don't feel so lonely. Make a smile pop on your face. We're talking about the emerging popularity of therapy cats. And our guest today know a few things about them. From Purina, we have an animal behaviorist, Dr. Annie Valeska, and from Pet Partners, a very, very big, long-time established pet therapy program, we have Maura Smith. So when I got Casey from the San Diego Humane Society, he was about four months old. And the first thing I did, I always make our pets feel safe, but we were touching the paw pads. I was blowing uh, raspberries on his belly. I wasn't throwing raspberries, just that sound. And he stretched out and I handled him a lot. We live in a cat and dog household. Let's start with you, Maura. What are some things people who may be interested in in having their cat become part of the therapy program, what's some tips or tricks you could offer? Yeah. So as much as you can make going outside of your house, a positive, enjoyable experience. So take them to one of those big stores, you know, Petco, PetSmart, don't worry. Gradually, yes. In a stroller yeah. or what would you yeah, do? Or, you- or well, for pet partners, you're, they're going to have to be carried in your arms or in a basket. Oh, something you can't, like that out oh, you can't you. bring them in a stroller? Under very them? limited circumstances, do we allow strollers? Mostly because we worry about the animal being able to properly demonstrate consent. So we do have teams that visit with strollers oh, okay. with their cats. Well, well, we come in on a stroller. Casey's yeah. wearing a harness and he's tethered into the stroller. But right. once we're in the room, he's on a leash. Right. Right. Okay, cool. Okay. I just, for me, it's easier because I then otherwise my shirt gets full of cat hair. Yes. <laughs> that is the state of my shirt right now. So I understand. Battle. All right. All right. <laughs> so that's good to know. What about from a behavior standpoint, Dr. Annie? I talked about how I'm touching and playing, but you can you offer some more tips and tricks too? I mean, I think that is a great way to start. There's the saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, which is not true. But I right. think people forget that cats can be trained as well. And so a lot of it is just in the human side of that equation's approach to the cat. When you ask more of the cat and you give them the opportunity to become comfortable with that kind of handling, with being walked on a harness, with greeting people when they come to your house and having that kind of socialization, most cats rise to that occasion. So it's really just about how you're training your cat and socializing them and and making all of those activities routine and enjoyable for the cat. And good treats too, right? Absolutely. Cat chow can help you with those. Oh yeah. (laughs) Casey's very food motivated. And I know Prina has all kinds of different yummy treats for our kitties, but you are talking about a kind of a new era. COVID threw all of us for a curveball. So from, let's start with you more from your standpoint and pet partners, there were a lot of trained therapy pets on the sidelines, physically in person for health and safety reasons. Can you tell us about how COVID has impacted your program and how you've kind of done a reboot? Yes. So like everybody, we kind of had to pivot to how can we continue to deliver our mission in a virtual format? 
And that's a big piece of what we're doing, this, this partnership with Purina. They are helping promote 50 virtual visits with older adults. I love that. Um, so that we could really make sure that we were able to match folks. Even if you didn't happen to have a therapy team in your community, we yeah. could still match you with somebody and you can interact with them virtually over the computer. So a lot of our teams did that. Give me an example. Okay. I am now 80 years old Oof. and I'm in Paducah, Kentucky, and my family's far away and I'm kind of lonely. And I heard about your program, but I am computer literate. I know how to hit a Zoom button or whatever. So walk <laughs> me through it. So tell me how I get to see my virtual therapy cat. So the Institute on Aging has a toll-free hotline that you can call and sign up for your virtual visit. Okay. I'm actually looking for the phone number right now. Okay. Yeah. And when you get to it, we can also repeat it at the end. We really would love to do that. Keep going. Yes. So do you want the number now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 800-616-5152. Okay, 800-616-5152. My phone's ringing. I'm 80 years old in Paducah, Kentucky, and I've done all the things. So what's what am I going to get to see with this, this cat virtually? Uh, so there should be a, a handler in their cat, and okay. they will have a conversation with you, show you their cat. Maybe their cat knows some tricks. Just tell you all about their lives. And, and it really is, it's up to the handler and the client, whatever they, whatever okay. kind of interaction they want to have. Okay. All right. I bet there's a lot of fingerprints on the screen. I bet because they all probably automatically want to pet the kitty, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so bring your Windex, you know, after the show. From the behavior standpoint, what's happening, Dr. Annie, for the person, even though the kitty is not there physically in the room, there's still benefits. Absolutely. And if you've been on the internet, you know, there's a lot of cat content. So people <laughs> yeah. obviously I think cats enjoy are dogs on internet. <laughs> people obviously enjoy looking at, at cats, but in fact there is research supporting this. Research really? has found that engagement with virtual pet content can still be impactful and have that benefit on mental health while still keeping everybody safe. That's awesome. So my cat does silly tricks, sits, touches paw, does a very slow spin, leaps up on a table on cue and moves his tail up and twits when he comes to see me. But those are simple, but I think they're kind of, I know I'm not going to be on America's Got Talent, but Maura, what are some other things that some cats are able to do? So some of them are spontaneous and some of them are trained. One okay. of the things that people really liked when I would visit with Wayne, so he would, we would put a barrier down and he would go on somebody's bed and he would stand up, turn around, lay down, but then he would do the little like snuggle, settle in thing. Yeah, that just made people's day of like, oh, he's getting comfy with me. He really likes me. Aww. That that just made people so happy. So like little things like that that are kind of normal to us, like that they can be really impactful when visiting someone who's not having a great day. Well, as you know, Casey talks and he likes to answer questions. And I think having a yappy cat might be helpful too. He has no Siamese gene in him, but I'll say. Casey, um, you ready to say hi to everybody? Nom, 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 nom. So um, you want a treat now? No! <laughs> so, <laughs> is it helpful sometimes to have a cat that's outgoing and not irritating vocal, but a little conversation? Yeah, and it'll depend on the handler knowing their cat because like your case with Casey, he has learned to chat with you. He's, that's just something he likes to do. Some cats, when they, when they meow, they're actually trying to tell us like, oh, help me, I don't want to do this anymore. So it's very case by case and it depends on the handler really knowing their cat. 
Okay. Now, the other thing is all about safety and legal beagles out there. You go through a process with your cat and then you get, you know, you're handled, I guess, is it insured? What bonded? What would be all the legal beagle terms? Yeah. So people who volunteer with pet partners are a registered team that have been their animal and they are covered by our $2 million liability insurance when they are volunteering as a pet partners team in a facility. Yeah. And I won't show the other group, but there's Casey's, he has an ID card and I have an ID card. Yep. So we don't want to get confused. I'm the two-legger, he's the four-legger, but that's also good too. You show a photo ID. Yep. You have to have proper identification uh, stating that you have gone through the training and test to be a member of the organization. There's some third-party verification that you're safe and you know what you're doing and you're prepared. And we talked at the beginning, you said that cats, you know, there's about 200 teams with pet partners across the country and dogs are overwhelming, I know, in popularity. But what are some of the other therapy pets that might surprise people at pet partners? Let's see if I can recall the whole list. Please don't there say an no, alligator. No, no, unfortunately, none of the exotics. So no reptiles at this time. Okay. All right. So we've got dogs, cats, rabbits, horses, pigs, llamas, alpacas, guinea pigs, rats, and birds. I think what? that's all from, yeah. So from a behavior standpoint, Dr. Annie, what do you think about all of these uh, different species that are making us two-leggers better off? Yeah, I think, again, pets and people really are better together, regardless of what that pet is. There's something really special about the bonds that we have with an animal. And I think that's really key to this therapy pet relationship is regardless of the species, from what Maura has said, it sounds like the handlers and the pet have a really strong bond with each other. The pet is going to be responsive to the handler's cues, even in this distracting environment. And the handler is going to be responsive to the pet's cues and really make sure that that consent is there and that the pet is still enthusiastically participating in the therapy encounter. So I think that across all species, that is really the most compelling part of this and just an amazing way that these pets are helping other people. That sounds great. Maura, you and Wayne, how old is Wayne now? Wayne is about, I think, 13. Okay. So what are some things that you learned when he was making his therapy visits that seemed to work? And what were some things you realized? It's just like, you can't be a little league parent that thinks that your child is going to be playing little league if your child really wants to play soccer or knit. So right. Wayne, I know, isn't knitting right now, but what is it that you can offer as an advice to people to really recognize what the cat is more engaged in wanting to do and how, when you get to a place, how do you keep that connection going? Right. So one of the first things you learn when you're learning how to be a therapy animal handler is recognizing your animal's signs of stress. Oh, good. Um, good. Let's hear and it. this should be part of your training period too, of like, Expose them to different things, see what they like, see what they don't like. What I learned with Wayne is that he was best suited for one-on-one -on -one visits. So we okay. would go room to room. He was better in smaller spaces, more low-key, more quieter interactions. So what were the signals he was giving you that says, I want to be with only one? Yes. So he's a super sweet, sensitive, mellow boy. Like he will never, ever try to defend himself if he's Aww. upset. So he would kind of like curl up and hide and, and just hide his face and like not want to interact. Okay. But you noticed that you took yeah. note of that. Okay. Yeah. That's really good. Anything you could say, cause you're a behaviorist, Dr. Annie, what are some signs of stress? Cause cats are much more subtle than dogs when they're feeling uh, 
I don't feel so comfortable here. What would be some other signs we should be on the lookout for? So the one Mora named is a great one, that that body position, trying to make themselves as small as possible. That's a big one to look out for. Um, any kind of tension oh. in the face, especially. So if their eyes are squeezed shut or held wide open, if their ears are back or flattened against their head, if their whiskers are pressed against their face, all that kind of tension in the body is another sign that they may be experiencing some stress. If their fur puffs out like the stereotypical <laughs> yeah. Halloween cat, that yeah. is generally not a happy cat. And the, the vocalizations that we talked about earlier, some cats will will make more noise. Oh, this be one's more my talkative. favorite. <laughs> <laughs> hey, is that good? Uh, radio. <laughs> I hope you a therapy cat never makes that. No, <laughs> you want this. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's it for my two, you know, I'm learning Duolingo in Spanish, but I don't think they have Duolingo for cat talk yet, but I'm trying. Casey's helping me. He's my tutor. <laughs> I think it's, and I know with dogs, uh, grooming is very important. I know cats are fastidious groomers, but I give Casey a mani-pedi before every visit. He gets brushed. What are some of the hygiene tips, uh, Maura? Right. So one of the more common questions we get when people first learn that therapy cats are a thing, they ask like, oh, does he have to be declawed? And of <gasps> course, I'm hoping everybody knows that we really, really, really discourage declawing. It's not recommended anymore. It's, it's really not okay. Do your research about it. So if you have a kitten or a really mellow adult cat, work on training to trim their claws. There are also things like uh, nail caps, things that you can do but that's kind of a, for the cats, especially that's a big one, okay. um, trimming their claws. And uh, we do have a bathing rule, but that gets a little bit challenging with kind of the smaller non-canines, especially like yeah. bunnies and cats. They're not huge fans of baths. Well, they do make a lot of water-free or waterless shampoos right. that are right. reputable because you don't want to, you know, take all their oils, essential oils out and all that. But right. yeah, I usually did the water-free on Casey before a visit. Yeah. And we can recommend what products will work for you because there's there has to be some kind of sanitizing or antimicrobial action before you go on a visit because that's what it's about. It's about infection control. What about the litter box? I mean, I know the visits are usually 30 to an hour. How do you handle that? Because bringing a therapy dog into a place with a leash and a harness is easy, but with a kitty, it's a little more challenging. Can we talk poop? Sure. So it'll depend on if your cat is on a good potty schedule. Try to okay. schedule their visits to when you know that they're not going to need to use the litter box because you are not going to be allowed to bring any kind of litter box with you on a visit. That I mean, you can imagine if you had to go to work and you aren't allowed to go to the bathroom, that's pretty <laughs> stressful. But I always have one in the car. Yeah, you can do that in the car. Yep. Okay. Um, and it right. depends on how long you're going to be away from the house too. Right. I'm laughing, but it is a serious topic and, you know, as a behaviorist, Dr. Annie, I know you just want to hear this question, but there's a lot of stress if a cat can't go to the bathroom and they don't want to be doing kegels, you know, at a therapy visit. <laughs> Absolutely. Have you been ever asked that question? I, I have not, but, you know, it's <laughs> the first time for everything. And another tip to add to what Maura said is that the feeding schedule tends to coincide with the potty schedule. So if you yes. know you have a visit coming up, maybe make sure that they're fed well ahead of time and have a, a chance to do their business well before um, you have to go. So make your they, visits. they get their catch out in the morning, maybe let nature take its course and time it for a little bit later down the road, right? Absolutely. The other thing I know is sometimes at visits, people want to give the therapy pet treats. And we don't want, you know, hairy ottomans waddling around. But also, 
One time I made a mistake early on and allowed too many people to give too many treats to Kona, my dog, and Casey, my cat. And <laughs> so, Maura, we went from poop. Let's go to puke. Because <laughs> people want to do something when they're engaging in person with a therapy pet. How do we monitor the volume of treats? Right. So there, that actually is part of the pet partner's therapy animal evaluation, asking the handler how they are going to handle treats with their animals. You do have the option of declining a treat, but then you must be prepared to do that for people when you're on a visit. So if you're really nice and confident about it, you still score really well on that exercise. And you have to make sure that if you are going to allow treats on a visit, make sure that it's your treats. Don't yes. let other people feed your animal, whatever they decide they want to feed them. The liver that they didn't want to eat that's still on their plate. No, don't give yes. it to the therapy pet. And this is, this is a piece that's really important to have um, a good relationship and a good partnership with your facility. So like if you know that there are particular needs of your animal, especially around food, right? make sure that you have a support system when you go in and you can clearly tell people like, listen, these people really want to feed my animal, but I can only let them have this much. Can you help me control that and communicate that to your residents, to your clients? You know, help us out. Calorie free petting with a purpose and getting to have the cat on your lap, I think could just be as beneficial than something in their belly. Yeah. In fact, there's research to support that with both dogs and cats. What? Studies have found that a lot of animals find interaction with their with people or their owner specifically every bit as rewarding as food. So, like that. you know, that can be a talking point too, that people, you know, I'm sure they want to add these treats to feel like they are giving something back to the pet, but their attention can be just as fun for the pet as that treat. That sounds great. Hey, we're talking about therapy cats and we're wrapping up the show right now. But before we go, we have from Pet Partners and that's petpartners.org. We have Maura Smith. You want to give that uh, number again, the 800 number for the Institute on... The Institute on Aging. Okay. And it's 800-616-5152. And this promotion is coming to an end now. It's possible there aren't any slots left, but it's worth inquiring anyway. Well, it shows that there's an interest. And from Perina's perspective, you want to give a, a, a website, other information, uh, Dr. Annie? Yes, there's a lot more information on this topic on our website, which is catchow.com slash therapy. Catchow.com slash therapy. Well, you both survived an episode of Oh Behave. What do you think? Great. It was great. <laughs> we talked poop and puke and everything, but I got to tell you, yeah, you know what? <laughs> I really, really give pause and applause to both of your organizations for seeing the value of cats in the role of being a good feline ambassadors. So at this time, I want to give a shout out to my producer, he is Mark Winter. He is the executive producer of Pet Life Radio, the largest pet radio network on the planet. And he and I have been with this show now since 2007, making us the longest running pet podcast on the planet. He's impressed with my peas not popping right now. Phew, took me 15 years. I hope you check out ArdenMoore.com. And until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave. Coast to coast and around the world, it's Oh, Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. 
From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.